Hey everybody, and welcome back to Popcorn Prattle. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Marcus Sally, executive producer of Shenanigans Incorporated, and one of the co-creators of Popcorn Prattle. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. We are but a humble podcast that enjoys talking about movies, not in a pretentious way, but as if you just saw a great movie, you went to the bar, and you decided to talk about it with your best good buddies. And of course, as always, I am joined by my best good buddies. First up, you know him, you love him. It's the one, it's the only, it's Mr. Stephen Bailey. Stephen, say hi to the folks at home. Hello, folks at home. And of course, you know her. She's the ever so lovely, the ever so talented, Miss Lindley Key. Lindley, say hi to the folks at home. Hi, folks at home. Guys, happy 2019 to you. Happy well, New Year, everyone. Yes, yes. Welcome back to the show. Um, hopefully you guys had a good uh, New Year's. I, I know we had a good Christmas because uh, the Christmas episode was absolutely bonkers. I was telling Stephen this earlier, Lindley, the Christmas episode is probably our most popular episode right now. Oh, really? A lot of people have listened to it, and a lot of people That's have listened awesome. to, like, the entire thing. Um, so, audience, if you don't know, the episode, I think it's like two-plus hours, but it's two-plus hours of awesomeness. Um, where, of course, yours truly became the uh, the movie, quote, king in a very, yeah, very close, close right. call. Hey, 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 you you won March Movie Madness, but don't worry, because I'm coming for that crown next. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> just remember, just remember, I get to pick the category. I know, I'm like on pins and needles trying to figure out what you're going to pick, and I'm really scared, actually. <laughs> Watch it ends up being yeah, Steven. Me too. <laughs> Watch it ends up being Steven who wins, though. <laughs> Always love an underdog. I doubt it. Right, right. Um, audience... Uh, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. It's going to be a bit of a simple show um, because it is the new year, which means we have to have our new predictions as far as what is uh, going to be a hit this year. Um, maybe a little bit later um, down the line, maybe in the next episode, we might talk about the movies that we maybe don't necessarily care for but of course you guys know us we are not afraid to tell you if we don't like a movie um and then we're gonna close the show with uh the announcement of our nominees for the second annual butter bowl i'm so excited i'm so excited um because awards weekend is quickly becoming uh my favorite weekend of the year when it comes to uh popcorn prattle um, so before we get started, I do have just a, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, if you, if you find that you like this show, if you like, if you find like, man, I really like what those popcorn prattle peeps are laying down. Don't worry, you will. And there's a way that you can constantly, constantly, um, be, uh, listening to popcorn prattle. And it's by going on iTunes, going on Spotify, going on a Podbean, going on, uh, your Amazon Echoes. Go on to whatever device you have that you listen to your podcast on, and I want you to subscribe. And when you subscribe, I want you to hit that like button. And once you hit that like button, go over to iTunes and leave us a a five-star, ten-star review. I know it doesn't go all the way to ten stars, but you get my point. Uh, (laughs) Share it with your friends and make sure that they know that Popcorn Prattle is indeed the Film Talk podcast to listen to. All right. 
Guys, Stephen, Lindley, are you ready? Ready. Ready. Guys, let's prattle. So we are going to start this show off by uh, going over the movies that we really liked um, over the course of 2018. Uh, there was a lot of different um, lists being made on our Facebook group. If you're not a part of the Facebook group, definitely go check it out. Um, join in the, on the conversation. Everybody's really friendly except Dave. Hey, Dave. Um, hey, Dave. <laughs> it's um, David. Oh, my gosh. Don't, don't say his name like that. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, it, I got to say, it was a pretty good year for movies in 2018. Um, it really was. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a movie I saw, mostly because if I am pretty sure a movie's going to be bad, I don't waste my time. Right. Now right. that I have AMC A-list, I may. But there wasn't a movie I saw this year that I was tr- genuinely thought was like, oh, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a, I didn't have a mummy this year. I didn't have a Suicide Squad this year. So, Yay. It's because they listen to you. They were like, of "Oh course. no, we can't." <laughs> we, oh, we DC can't have was like, "We can't." Disaster again. <laughs> now that I think Stop about it, bed. ever since um, "Go Home, DC," you're drunk. I don't think we've had. No, we have had a, a "Go Home, DC," you're drunk mo- uh, segment, but not in a while. Now that I think about it, DC's been pretty good. Okay. okay. Well, like good enough that we haven't felt the need to call them out on their drunkenness. That's true. Even even Steven saw movies this year. I was very proud of you. Oh, I, I'm proud too. Yeah. Steven, Steven we're proud thank of you. you. Steven, yeah. Way to go, Steven. I know somewhere Dave Richards is probably making fun of me. Like, he's on a film talk podcast. Of course he should watch movies. Um <laughs> You know, it, it gets a lot easier to see them when the movies are actually good. It, it does. It right? does. Right? But you, some of these movies surprised you, and we're going to talk about uh, some of those movies. We're not going to go in-depth yes. into them because, uh, quite frankly, we've already talked about them. So if you guys would really like to know um, what we felt about these different movies, we have a back catalog. We have a year's worth a fabulous content that as soon as you're done listening to this episode, guess what? Go listen to the other ones and listen to our reviews of the other movies that we're talking about from 2018. Um, yeah. So guys, uh, who would like to start with their list of 2018? Stephen, why don't you want to play? <laughs> I was going to say we could play rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, play rock, paper, scissors. Play rock, paper, scissors right. on the podcast where we're not recording next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't okay, funny. Um, so get, give us your list. <sighs> this is why I, I, I am not a stand up comedian. We are starting the year out um, so well, Stephen. I'm so glad we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, friends. Friendship is magic. Read your Um, list. Okay. So, yeah, as I compiled this list, I was kind of shocked to see that um, I think I saw more movies this year than I have in a while. Surprisingly, um, I saw, you know, my best picks for 2018 were, of course, uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Huge Jurassic Park fan. So, you know... 
Jurassic Park 3 tried to be really bad. It came close, but, you know, even I can watch that. Um, and uh, Ralph Breaks the Net was a good one. Uh, I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed Halloween. Because um, I definitely, I, I think I even said on the show that I was not going to be excited about that. But I was surprised. Um, I really enjoyed Solo. Uh, I really enjoyed Black Panther. Um, I had I had mixed feelings about Fantastic Beasts 2. I don't think I actually got to say that uh, when we actually did the review of that. But I kind of fell somewhere in between where Marcus was and where Lindley was in terms of their thoughts uh, on that one. There were things that I liked, and then there were things that I thought they needed to develop better. Um, but really, my personal favorite, and I totally did not see this coming, the movie that I enjoyed the most this year was Mary Poppins Returns. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. Last 10 minutes of that movie, I was crying mm-hmm. ugly tears in front of my wife and her family. It was embarrassing, but I don't care because if you've seen the movie, you probably know why. So, you know, there you go. That's my pick for uh, the best movies of 2018. Bazinga! <laughs> did you just say bazinga? Yes, he did. Yes. Did the word bazinga really just come out of your mouth? Well, I was thinking of John Oliver. Oh, okay. And maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine, Steven. I'll let you have this bazinga. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what? Lindley, please read your list. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just like, okay, well, I don't know what's happening right now. Read your list, please. <laughs> I, mean, I only have a few that I want to talk about. I obviously have to throw some love to Infinity War just for the risks it took. Black Panther was, I loved it. But I have to say my top three are going to be in like listing from like three, three, two, one. Um, Three right now is probably A Star is Born. One that I just wasn't expecting to be, I thought it was just going to be like, oh, Lady Gaga's in a musical. But it, I cried during it. It was great performances, great direction. Loved it, great music. Number two, into the Spider-Verse. Oh my gosh, that is that is a near perfect movie. And it's a movie that anybody and everybody can enjoy. And that's what I love about it. And number one, I love the favorite. I thought it was one of the best films of the year from direction, cinematography, story, script, acting. So good. It's I guarantee at least it's gonna come home with a lot of Oscars. And if Olivia Coleman does not win an Oscar for her performance in it, I'm going to be very disappointed. I would rather see her win for Best Actress than Lady Gaga, which I do think Lady Gaga has a good chance at uh, a statue this year, too. Lady Gaga is, is completely uh, underrated as an actress. Um, I feel like people don't... I mean, I feel like people initially kind of underestimated her as a singer and then she she showed like all of her talents um but there's there's been some times especially that's the funny thing is like watching her on saturday night live as a guest i sat there and i watched her i'm like wow you actually know what you're doing like you have a great understanding of uh comedic timing and as far as like committing yeah. to a character She's um great. yeah so i feel like that is not 
um, a stretch of imagination at all to say like she could walk away with a, with an award this year. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I um, I mean I I mean I got to, I was surprised how many of these movies I actually got to see because um, I feel like last year or the, sorry the previous year um, I didn't get a chance to see as many movies um, and probably because there just weren't that many movies that I wanted to see. Whereas this year I made it a point to go see a lot more movies. Um, not all. And so I was happy that not all of these are comic book movies. Um, of course you guys know Wakanda forever, black yes. Panther. That was the first movie I wrote down. Um, such a great movie. Avengers infinity war, of course, um, to me could be even a better movie than black Panther. Um, don't tell Shuri. Uh, I, I actually really enjoyed Ready Player One, uh, Deadpool 2, um, Steven, I agree, Mary Poppins Returns was a fantastic movie, cried as well towards the end, um, yeah, it's, it's so good, it's so good. Right? Um, Aquaman, I have to give some love to DC, um. Aquaman was a it was a, a a good movie. It, it was, it's it not was the best. It's not the best movie um at all. Um but it was it was comforting to know like okay, like I feel like DC's actually listening. <laughs> you yes. know? Like they're actually like paying attention and saying like, "Okay, you know what? Those first couple movies we messed up. Mm-hmm. Let's give you something different." And I appreciated that as uh as a DC fan as well as just a movie fan in general. I I agree with you. I just got a chance to see Aquaman Mm -hmm. on this week. Uh, It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching. It's not perfect in any way. Uh, Like, I could not take Patrick Wilson seriously at all in the movie. Like, and I love Patrick Wilson, but when he says things like, call me Ocean Master... You just look at him and go, <laughs> no. <laughs> but but see, I I see. I have to disagree. That's that's one of the things that I kind of liked about it was that they didn't shy away from the comic book elements of it. Like they, it wasn't like yeah. Fantastic Four where they were like, let's pretend we're not doing a comic book movie. Like I love no. that he like he was like like you know, like oh you know like like yeah call me Ocean Master, which you know I feel like because especially with Marvel. Marvel kind of does that too, where they they're like, let's not be too overly comic booky because people don't like comic book movies. Whereas Aquaman's like, frig it, this guy is an Atlantean, he lives in the ocean. This guy's name is is Ocean Master. Okay, guys, <laughs> we can't we can't hide it. <laughs> we can't call him something. We can't call him by his real name because that's not as menacing. Neither is Ocean Master, but whatever. Um, <laughs> nope. Mission Impossible Fallout was uh, a movie that, again, absolutely loved to the last second. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that movie. Um, Rami Malek needs to win an Oscar for that role. He did so well as Freddie Mercury. Um, Crimes of Grindelwald, um, I really enjoyed it. And of course... Um, for me, the number one movie of last year, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I cannot yes. say enough nice things about it. I uh, probably will see it tomorrow, actually, um, which is do on it. Saturday of this recording. So, yeah. Do it, do it, do it. I might. I just might. Um, 
guys, I feel like th- those were those were great lists to be quite those honest. Good yeah. I also love that it wasn't like that big of a difference <laughs> between between our movies, yeah, um, we which had I a feel lot like the same. Yeah, and I feel like in previous years, um, it's usually different. Like I feel like we we tend to go see different movies, and it was nice that this year there was there seems to be a movie for you know everybody. It, there the it's yeah everyone had their own movies, and then there was some unity. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's good. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Mm-hmm. So it's good, always nice. Good job, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. You didn't royally mess up this year. There's always 2019, though. <laughs> 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 I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> which is why, audience, which is why we, of course, have to go over um, our top picks for 2019. Now, if you remember, um, and here's the funny thing, guys. Actually, if you if you guys will, will bear with me for a moment, um, I would like to reveal to you, to you guys what we thought was going to be the bomb of the year la- last year. Oh gosh, what was it? I forgot. It was gonna be Venom. And then it was Mortal China Engines. loved it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well no, it wasn't Mortal Engines. It was uh it was Holmes and Watson. I mean It's it, a tie. It's, <laughs> it's a tie I for zero percent. One fresh. <laughs> no, apparently it's a nine percent now. Oh oh Mortal Engines or Holmes and Watson? Holmes and Watson. Oh, well good for them. Good for them. You went up 9% from zero. Right. <laughs> Although I have heard I kind of want to go see it out of morbid curiosity because I hear there is an Alan Menken musical number in that movie. Oh, Jesus wept. And now that I have AMCA list, I, I just might be Are like, oh, I have I have a reservation available for this week. Let's waste some time. That is the second time you've mentioned this. Are, you, are they paying you? I hope they're paying no, you. No, they're not paying me. <laughs> AMC, we're gonna, we're, this is going to be the clip because we're going to tag them in it. AMC, if you want to sponsor us, I'm an A-lister. We have a podcast. We should make it happen. <laughs> you go you, right you, in the head. Hey, you you me, get AMC. that sponsorship. AMC, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> you earn you earn that money, Lindley. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. <laughs> Guys, um, so yeah, so Venom was our, our biggest bomb of the year, um, which we were we were wrong about. But uh let's see, let's see if we can get like maybe some of our top picks of uh of twenty nineteen. Let's see if we can be correct on one of these. Um so actually let's start off with uh let's go in the same order. So Steven, why don't you start it off? Okay, so there's um there's a few movies that um I'm interested in, but I I don't necessarily know that I have to see them in theaters. Uh Men in Black International. Yes. Uh the trailer Yeah, the trailer looked uh pretty interesting actually. Mm-hmm. Um Godzilla King of the Monsters. That's one I'm kind of torn on. Mm. Uh, cause it's like, you know, could be interesting, but judging by the trailer, it looks like we're going to get the amazing Spider-Man two again, where it just tries to cram in so many Three. different characters Three. that, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like 
none of it really gets a full story unto itself. It's just trying to cram as many monsters in there. So I'm a little hesitant about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego Movie 2 looks okay. Um, now, one that I've been waiting for for years uh, is Glass. Yes. Um, and I I got to be honest, y'all. As much as I have wanted to see this movie since uh, I first saw Unbreakable, like, I don't know how many years ago, I just can't help but feel like this is a movie I wanted to see at least 12 years ago. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like it should have come out way sooner than it did. Like, I don't know why they decided to wait so long for it. Mm. Um, I, I feel like... I feel like had it come out so many years ago, I feel like people wouldn't like it. That's probably that. true. I feel like and, the, and, and, the world is now, because there are so many superhero movies, the fact that this is kind of a superhero movie, but it's different. Yeah. You know, it's like more It'll of a make more of a mark. Yeah. Well, and see, that was, I was reading, that was actually a reason for the big delay on Incredibles 2. Because Unbreakable and the original Incredibles, they both came out in a time when, um, <clears throat> when you know, superhero movies were not necessarily as big as they are now, mm-hmm. and so it kind of makes sense from that from that standpoint. Um, is it necessarily a movie I feel I need to see in theaters? Not as much as my personal top four picks. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I was very ambivalent about Toy Story 4 mm-hmm. coming out. I still and then am. I saw the trailer. Well, well, I saw the trailer and, you know, the, the content itself wasn't really selling me on it. Uh, but they were playing a Joni Mitchell song. And I, <laughs> I love Joni Mitchell. Um, both sides now. That's a great song. And um, I read a theory. Okay, this is what's got me interested, and I'm and and, and I I am so sorry because I forget the name of this. It was a YouTuber. I forget his name. Um, he theorized that one of the driving points of this movie, because we get a character who's you know uh, his name I think is Forky. Uh, he's just a little arts and crafts like Spork with Play-Doh, um, because he doesn't know what the rules of being a toy are he thinks that the main plot of this is going to be humans discovering that toys come to life i thought it which, had something to do with bo peep that's what i thought too that might still be a part of it i remember that was going to be part of it so it could still be that too mm-hmm. but he thinks that a big dramatic arc in this is going to be humans discovering that toys come to life um, which would it, which that can go horribly wrong, but it could also, if it's done right, could go horribly right. Uh, well, if because it wouldn't be the first time. Well, if that's the case, I mean, then it would be, it would fall in line with the Pixar theory. Exactly. Um, cause I mean, even back in Toy Story one, you know, spoiler alert, if you've never seen Toy Story one, um, but at the end, you know, the toys reveal that they come to life to Sid. And, of course, you know, it's the big climactic, you know, they mess with Sid, whatever. Uh, but it would be kind of interesting to see what a world would look like where people know toys come to life. 
Um, now that's just a just a hypothesis of what the movie could be about. I'm interested to at least see it. Um, of course, you know you've got Star Wars Episode Nine. I'm excited about that. Um, I'm excited about Frozen Two. I hope it's good. Is that coming um, out next year? Yep. Yep. I mean, I've it seen is. the the leaked photo from it, where it looks like it takes place in fall. Yeah, I like the yeah. design of Anna. I like that she yeah. looks a little bit more grown up. Mm-hmm. So I like that. It's just it's just kind of hard to know, like, because wh- like for me, Frozen One really felt like it told a complete story. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really know how they could continue that story it almost didn't really doesn't really need a sequel so you know i'm hoping they do something really creative with it um one movie that and this is my last one that i that i was anticipating for 2019 and i'm gonna put an asterisk attached to that word anticipating because i am so on the fence about this this is either going to be the biggest film disaster uh in the history of ever and it convinces nintendo to never bother with making movies again or it's going to be one truly trippy amazing guilty pleasure movie detective pikachu (laughs) i i'm on the fence it could go either way that first trailer's got me thinking this is going to be this could be like a movie that's so bad it's good or so bad it's bad. <laughs> Either way, it's people are going to talk about it. I'm telling you right so now. So I'm curious. I'm telling you right now, Detective Pikachu is probably going to be a hit. Oh, because yeah, kids will, kids will see it. Like kids mm-hmm. kids are going to be what makes that movie money and it's going to make and it's going to make Detective Pikachu 2 and other, you know, live action Pokemon movies. Mm-hmm. Or you know what would be like really weird is if, because we only got really a trailer, what if like the real movie turns out to be like a PG-13 movie where Pikachu's like swearing left and right? No, um, no. Then it would be Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Then, then it would be Deadpool 3. <laughs> it would be, yeah, it would be um, Once Upon a Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Uh, I do have to say though, Stephen, be careful with be careful with the idea of maybe having the toy. If the overarching plot is to have the toys speak, the only thing that I can think of is that would be horrible because I like the idea. Because here's the thing: if the ki- if if they talk, if they reveal themselves to the humans, mm-hmm. then you are confirming the Pixar theory. Now, what is the and Pixar if you, theory? So the Pixar for the, for those of us who need a refresher course on this. So the Pixar theory for those of you who need a refresher course who, or who have probably never even heard the Pixar theory. Pixar theory is that every Pixar movie is connected. That there are that the reason why you see like little Easter eggs from previous movies is because the entire Pixar universe is basically about the apocalypse and the world coming to an end. Um, and it being reborn in a bug's life, like that is where because and it and it and there's like a lot of different clues and there's like parts of it where 
Um, Boo from Monsters Inc. is the witch from Brave. Uh, and that's why, and she's using the different doors that she learned from Monsters Inc. She's using the different doors because she wants to get back um, to Sully, um, ultimately. It, I like the pic. I love the Pixar theory. I love reading about it, and I love seeing how each movie is is interconnected. Here's what I don't love: if you confirm it, then you make then you're cashing in on a cinematic universe that was so subtle it didn't need to be confirmed. It was just nicer being an internet rumor that people felt like they were a part of like a smaller secret. But the and part of the Pixar theory is that eventually the toy people do find out that the toys talk, and that's what leads to um, I f- forget what it is. I think it's I think it's Wally because of the AI. Yeah. Um, but it also yeah. leads to cars because they're like, why are there why are like there's these human buildings here, but there's no humans. It's just these cars. The technology yeah. that makes the car speak is the same technology that makes the toys talk, essentially. It's really cool. If you if you have not read up on the Pixar theory, like go read up on it. But that's that's my only hesitation with like confer like the humans finding out like oh my gosh toys can talk. It's like dang it. Now the Pixar theory you're you're more or less confirming it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I I would prefer to keep it subtle. Um, but yeah, just, I, I do want to reiterate, you know, if you, if you have not read about the Pixar theory, there are a lot of really cool theories about them. Like there's one, um, that actually has, I, I think the filmmakers kind of, I can't remember if they like denied it or they kind of denied it in a tongue in cheek way to kind of maybe, you know, give some hints that, well, could be true. There's one theory that says like, um, Emily, from Toy Story 2, uh, Jesse's original owner was actually Andy's mom the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting theory that, you know, they, they actually pinpoint like certain props and scenarios in the movies to kind of prove it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is kind of interesting, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. I would like to keep it a subtle yeah. um, theory rather than a overbearing you know i don't want to see woody you know climb up out of a giant you know uh furnace with a claw just to see you know the infinity gauntlet sitting there and then cut to you know end credits that'd be weird (laughs) buzz i don't feel so good Lindley, please give uh, us your list. <laughs> we spent entirely too much time on Pixar. Please give gladly. us your list. Um, well, I have a couple that Steven said. Things like Men in Black International, um, mm-hmm. a Glass. A couple others he didn't say. Uh, well, obviously, in Avengers Endgame. Just, mm-hmm. it's going to be a whole lot of heartbreaking. Um, I'm interested in Jordan Peele's Us. It looks terrifying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a new adaptation of Little Women coming out. Uh, it's going to be directed by the oh, same yeah. director as Lady Bird and starring Emma Watson as Joe. Mm-hmm. Excited about that because all about the period dramas. But one I'm really looking forward to is Rocket Man. I saw that. It's the Elton John biopic, but it's going to be a musical. 
Oh, nice. So yeah, at yeah. first I thought it was like, oh, That's he's just trying to cash in with Bohemian Rhapsody. But no, it's an, it's actually a musical. There's musical numbers and everything. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's one I'm I'm really looking forward to. Nice. I didn't realize they were making an Elton John biopic. Yeah, with um, yeah, I saw that when I was scrolling. Taron Edgington. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Oh, that is interesting. I think that's a really cool idea that they're making it a musical too. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Because usually, well, I think Marcus, when you did your review of. Um, bohemian rhapsody you mentioned how a lot of biopics kind of use cliches a lot and so it is nice to kind of hear that they're going to do something different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like a more natural way to get into the song as opposed to let's force dialogue like a a jersey voice kind of thing right yeah Mm -hmm. you know you know, instead of having Elton John just kind of, you know, get into like a drunken rage and say, I am so upset. Can you feel the love tonight? Uh-oh. And then he looks off in the corner and then suddenly writes, can you feel the love tonight? Or he didn't write that. That's yeah. Phil Collins. No. Can you feel the love tonight? Is Elton John. You'll be in my heart. Is Phil Collins. Get your Lion King and your Tarzan separated, please. Moving on. Yeah, no, what no, the devil no. just happened here? <laughs> okay, You're it is. I got it. I got it. Can you feel the love tonight? Is Elton John and with lyrics by Tim Rice? So whatever you get, what I'm trying to say here. I like that idea that it's a musical because what better genre <laughs> to do a musical in? All right, I'm gonna stop. Talking. Okay, <laughs> I've got my list here. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of ones that um, have already been mentioned, like Glass, uh, Men in Black International. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, Artemis Fowl, I'm really excited about that, um, Downton Abbey is having a movie, and it's gonna be so elegant, and I am, I am very proud to say I will be the only straight black dude in that theater. I will probably will, I probably will be, I, I, listen, I don't know many black dudes that watch Downton Abbey, but I will sit there with my tea and be like, oh, Mrs. Baxter, that is so elegant. I love it. I love this show. I love I love this show so much. It's a period drama. Um, it's it's ridiculous. I love Lady Mary. I can't wait to find out what's happening with Downton and the servants and all of the lords and ladies. I am so excited. I'm pumped. Um... Now, as far as... Oh, and Captain Marvel, of course. Oh, yeah. I can't um, believe I left that off my list. I'm so bad. Um, I know. I was, I was surprised. I was, like, I was like, oh, maybe she's not excited about Captain Marvel. I am. Um, I am. So, as far as, like, movies I'm excited about, um, It Chapter 2 is coming out next year, which I'm so excited for because I love Chapter 1. Um, and now with Chapter 2... Chapter two is going to be like the adults. It's going to be the the losers' kids grown up. Um, and the thing that's cool about that is that um, there's a lot of big name actors that are playing the kids right? that like the that adult kids. And there, it's like people that I wish I I wish I had the list in front of me. But it's a lot of people like you would not expect to have been in, in this a movie. movie. Yeah, and the fact that they are. Um, just hearing the character descriptions, this is going to be a lot darker than the TV movie. Um, 
as far as like like what happens to them in the future they sound incredibly messed up and i love it i love that it's a lot darker because it makes it i feel like it raises the stakes more so when they return to Derry to fight it um john wick 3 parabellum is coming out listen if you haven't seen a john wick movie it's great the the fight choreography alone is amazing um and the world built in the world that they've created um it's very subtle but it's so it's just so cool and so interesting um so i can't wait to dive right back into it um now my top 2 movies definitely jordan peele's new new horror movie us um oh, if you didn't good. see get out get out's amazing I feel, but I was not like, when I watched the trailers for Get Out, I wasn't terrified. When I watched Us, I was terrified because, number one, it looks creepy as hell. Like, uh, Lupita, there's a part in there where she's, like, laughing, but, like, it doesn't look like her. Like, I didn't even realize it until someone was like, it's Lupita. And I'm like, what? She's so creepy. Um... And it's just uh, uh, do uh, Winston Duke is in it, um, so I'm ex- and I'm really excited to see him do more stuff after Black Panther. Um, I saw him; he was uh, a victim in SVU one time. Did you guys know that? Who? I feel like I've, I mean a uh, Winston Duke. He was in. He was on SVU. He was like a victim. Yeah, um, and it was like it's like a young Winston Duke where he's not like quite as big, so you can like tell like, he really buffed up for Black Panther. But it's <laughs> awesome; it's really cool. He was um, but, Baku, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm so I really want to see him in in us. Um, I'm really interested to see like what is the social commentary that they're gonna talk about in us. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas you know, uh, Get Out was about uh, you know. Uh, assimilation like uh assimilation to white culture and and mm-hmm. and well really appropriation of black culture um i guess i should say if you haven't seen get out what are you doing with your life it's like toy story go see toy story um go see toy story and then go see uh get out um but my all-time favorite it's an awesome combination um but my my all-time favorite for this year that i know is going to be great i'm going to be there day one I don't care who's with me. I'm going. Avengers Endgame. Yep. I I watched um I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp the other day and I was immediately sucked right back into that world. Post snap, I am ready f- I'm ready to take the fight back to Thanos so bad right now. Um I can't. Oh, I'm I keep watching the trailer and like what's great is they they haven't revealed anything. You know, they they haven't revealed anything that you don't already know. Like the Ant-Man thing, you knew Ant-Man wasn't in the snap. You don't know how he got there, but you know that he's, that he didn't get caught in the snap. So it's, so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride. And I'm excited because it's also going to reveal what happens to the, you know, to this franchise, essentially, where do they go next? That's the big question. And for me, that is that's what I'm most interested in. Is like, how do you keep going after Endgame? Because Endgame really does seem like your finale. You have to mm-hmm. completely change up your model. So, I'm excited. Yeah. 
But guys, I mean, all around, I mean, these seem like good movies. I feel like this is another good year for for Hollywood. Yeah. Out of these movies, does anybody have like a bomb? Oh, I have two. Oh, what are your two? (laughs) Escape Room and Attila Battle Angel. Those look horrible. (laughs) I think Alita. Alita, sorry, not Attila. Alita, I'm sorry. Thank you. It's Alita the Battle Angel. And I actually feel, I feel like that movie, I feel like it might surprise people. I, I feel like it, it might, because it's Robert Rodriguez. Oh, I really hope it's not. I it, really hope it's not the Mortal Engines of 2019. It went from being like the Suicide Squad of 2017 to the Mortal Engines of 2018. <laughs> oh, man. Steven, is there a movie that you're not excited for? Uh, I mean... Um... Honestly, I've kind of tuned out anything that doesn't look interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people are really excited about, you know, Avengers Endgame and all the other, the Spider-Man movie that's coming out. I don't think I need to dead, uh, beat a dead horse by saying that those movies just aren't my cup of tea. I don't begrudge people who like them. To each I don't their- really oh. personally have anything wrong with them. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, as far as movies that I just don't think are going to do good, uh, I don't really, I honestly haven't looked that far ahead at what is coming out, uh, to have an opinion on that, really. I'll give you, so I'll give you one that you might not have thought about. Dark Phoenix comes out this year. Oh, Oh, and New Mutants. Ah, that's it. I think New Mutants is I predict, yeah, New Mutants is the one that's like, iffy. Yeah, no. Dark Phoenix will make, I think it'll make money, but not much. I don't think, because I don't, I, I don't know. That's what, that's my prediction. I could be wrong, but. I think Dark. I kind of. I think Dark Phoenix will be the nail that just seals the coffin on Fox ever owning the rights to X-Men ever again. Yep. I think that's going to, that's going to be the thing to convince, just like Amazing Spider-Man 2 was the thing that convinced Sony to be like, Okay, Marvel, maybe we'll let you have Spider-Man now. Here's I think the nail, here's the coffin. Mm-hmm. Welcome welcome Wolverine into Black Panther. <gasps> nope. <laughs> hold on. I hold on. No, no, I just I just remembered one that I am not looking forward to at all. What? And I hope it crashes and burns. And it pains me to say this because I wanted it to be good. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> yes. What is with that poster? <laughs> Why does Sonic look like a I'm telling teenage you right now. Ninja Werehog? Hey, I'm telling you right now. It's like a half-human hedgehog so thing. You know what's going to do decent? You know what's going to do decent? What? Not bomb. Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Because people people will see it. They're going to complain, but they're going to go see it. And they're not going to walk out like they did in Holmes Watson or Watson Holmes or whatever. Um... It doesn't really matter because nobody saw it. They'll sit through the whole thing. Yeah, they'll sit through the whole thing and complain Uh, about it on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, guys, um, before we get into our Butterbowl nominations, um, I have a very special surprise for you guys. I, I have the teaser, the teaser audio trailer, um, for 
the audio drama that I am in. I've gotten Ooh. I've gotten a clip of it, and for you all's enjoyment, I will play. Black, black, uh, black, 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 black. I know, right? <laughs> I will play the trailer for uh, Continuum Force, and um, when we come back, guess what? We're gonna have our Butterbowl nomination announcement. Yeah. Stay tuned. Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment in association with Brazen and Winch Productions presents Continuum Force, a new time travel adventure audio drama series. An elite force of time travelers discover a terrible truth. The chronicles we've known may not be our past. It could have been altered, our memories changed, and history itself set on a different path. From that moment on, we understood what we had. A time machine? We call it a CTC. I want the ship! I want the money! I want the gold! Come, me hearties! Our booty waits! Yeah! I had no idea they really talked like that. I know, right? I thought Robert Louis Stevenson made that up. <laughs> Fire, you scallywags! Fire! They investigate these anomalies, traveling to different periods of our ancient past to stop a malevolent enemy trying to write a new chapter in humanity's story. Harry Houdini vanishes a monstrous creature, taller than a man. You must see it to believe it. In 1947 in New Mexico, a small unidentified flying object crashed. So the occupants of the UFO, were they actually aliens? Or just beings from the future? We can't say it with certainty. No, I believe they were aliens. I think that's how they traveled to our planet. Heroes of ages ago, today, in the future. They are the Continuum Force. Okay, it's now or never. Very inspiring. Not exactly a small step for man, you candy ass. Borman, shut up and fire this thing up. Shutting up and fire in the hole! Coming January 8th to podcast apps everywhere. So, guys, I hope you I hope you guys will uh, get a chance to listen to it. It's a very fun show. Um, I've had an awesome time recording it, and I feel like it is right up y'all's alley, especially you, Steven. I, say, I yeah. feel like I say that a lot of times for you, Steven. You know what? Never mind. Steven, sit down. Lindley, yes. you would especially like this. I don't know why, because it has nothing to do with Disney or period pieces. Oh, no, it is a period piece, because we go back in time. We go back in time to a lot of different things. Yeah, so I think you would like it. Um, And some of the twists, some of the twists are so twisty. It's like watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie, except so much better. It's like a twist. (laughs) You know what's going to, you know what the biggest twist of the year is going to come from, though? What? It's going to come from our second annual Butter Bowl. Um, and audience, if you have no idea what the Butter Bowl is, you're like, why Why does he keep getting so excited? So last year, we decided to, I don't know how this happened, but we just, all of a sudden one day, one of us said like, hey, why don't we have like an award show? But it's like, it's our own thing. Because we were, I think we were complaining about the Oscars. And we're like, like, oh, that's such a good movie. Like, it's never going to get nominated for anything. And then we were like, why don't we just make our own show? So guess what? 
we have a whole awards weekend where we live tweet the Oscars, um, where I get drunk, and we and we reveal the Butterbowl announcements, and it's just a super fun weekend for the whole family, really. Um, and so we have here, we have our nominations. Uh, and guess what, audience? This is the fun part for you. You actually get to vote for our winners. Um, and last year we had a huge turnout, and we're hoping to have an even bigger turnout this year. And some um, but if you too. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. We had some surprises last year, too. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. So this this is even more reason why it's so important for you guys to get out there and vote for your favorite movies um, or favorite quotes or or whatever we've put up here, um, because it is it's interesting because we Lindley finds out about it before we do, so she's kind of like the host of the <laughs> Butter Bowl. <laughs> So we, Steve and I are legitimately, we have no idea what wins and our reactions are so funny. If you would like to, you can uh, check out the previous Butter Bowl, um, the first annual one from last year. It is too fun um, and I know that you guys will enjoy it and it will definitely get you hyped for this year's Butter Bowl. Um, but I will act as as host for the nomination announcements. Um, guys, so here we go. Here are our uh, Butter Bowl nominations. So first up, the category is Most Quotable Quote. From Avengers Infinity War, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. From Bohemian Rhapsody, there's only room for one hysterical queen in this band, darling. (laughs) From Mary Poppins Returns, how much do you weigh, Mary Poppins? From the favorite, you look like a badger. <laughs> and from and from Black Panther, Wakanda forever. <laughs> this is gonna be hard. Badger one. This is gonna be hard because these are some these are some choice ones. Last year it was uh I know I know this one. It was um I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, that, and I, that yeah. nothing else could have won. Yeah, it was a very clear winner. Uh, well, I like how Mary Poppins has kind of, you know, been represented again. Yeah, she. In the form of actual <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> Mary Poppins must always be uh, in the most quotable quote. Why hasn't someone filmed That's Emily foreshadow. Poppins? Mary Poppins, <laughs> and irony. All right, Marcus, for the next one, can you please say the next category is like RuPaul? Please. I, I, I don't, I don't know what that means. Do you not what watch that, Drag Race? No, I'm sorry. I watch Downton Abbey. I, I, I mean, I draw I the line Downton at Downton Abbey. Abbey. Too, but I also just became addicted to Drag Race. No, my friends watch Drag Race. I I have not uh, I have not jumped the bandwagon yet. It's maybe great. maybe All this year. Maybe 2019. Is category is. is category is best sequel. <laughs> Creed two. Mary Poppins Returns, Incredibles 2, Deadpool 2, and Avengers Infinity War. That's pretty good ones. Gee, I I wonder what's going to (laughs) win. Well, I was just about to say, keep in mind, hey, people might have really liked one of the other ones. You don't know. 
Um, that is true. You know, I mean, Infinity War. I think. I mean, it's like it's like every Oscars. There's a very clear favorite, but who knows? Guillermo del Toro might come in there. Um, that was a reference to last year's Oscars audience. Uh, <laughs> let me say say it again. Category is viewers' choice. Bohemian Rhapsody, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, Aquaman, The Spy Who Dumped Me, and Venom. Now, audience, to clarify, these viewers' choice category, these are movies that uh, did not do well with critics, but did incredibly well with audiences, so with the public. So this is honestly like the viewer's choice. These are what movies, these are movies that people really liked, but the critics were like, oh no, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, please. Yeah. Um, Lindley. Yes. Category is? <laughs> Best streaming choice. Uh, Bandersnatch. Yeah. Which we didn't. Ah, uh, it's so tempting to talk about it on on the show, but Soon. you know what? Soon we have audience. talked a lot. Of, we've talked about it a lot on the Facebook group. So if you're not in it, go check it out. Do it. Bird Box. Outlaw King. Yes, God. John. John Mulaney, Kid Gorgeous. <laughs> Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And Maniac. There's some all, uh, really good ones in there. There are. There are. And and so what's surprising is that they're all from, uh, they all seem to be from Netflix this year. Yeah, um, there's. Which, not to say that there's not good things on, like, other platforms either. Um, but I just feel like those were some real, those were ones that people really start, kept talking about. Yeah. Um, this year. Uh, Lindley. Category is the LMAO award. So these are movies that just made us laugh our bleep off. Off. We're a a family show. Yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about anything inappropriate. (laughs) Deadpool 2. A family picture. A family movie. <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Blockers. The Spy Who Dumped Me. Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. These are good choices. These are good choices. I feel, again, I feel like there's a clear winner, but I also feel like any one of these might sneak in there and take this award. Mm-hmm. So I'll be I'll be excited to see what wins. Uh, the next category, the Double Take Award. This award is awarded to an actor who has been featured in many different movies uh, during the uh, year of 2018. Josh Brolin for Avengers: Infinity War, Deadpool 2, and Sicario 2. Chris Pratt for Avengers Infinity War and Jurassic World. Cynthia Erivo for Bad Times at the El Royale and Widows. Hannah John Kamen for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ready Player One, and Tomb Raider. 
Michael B. Jordan for Black Panther and Creed II. Bradley Cooper for Avengers, Infinity War, and A Star is Born. Okay. This it's one... The whole lot I don't know who, I don't know who could win, actually, to be quite honest with you. I feel like everyone's likable. And I feel like everyone's going to look up to see who Hannah John Kamen is, and they're going to be like, oh, her. <laughs> she was and then she'll end up... ghost, right? Yeah, she was ghost. Okay. Which she, I when I watched uh, Ant Man and the Wasp again, she does a great job. Like mm-hmm. I feel really bad for her that that entire movie. Um, so good job. Um, the next category is best socially aware film because, as you know, audience, um, we are all about diversity here on Popcorn Prattle. We like to make sure that if you are doing a diverse film. We want to make sure that everybody hears about it, um, regardless of whether or not we get a chance to see it or not. Um, or if we get a chance to see it late, like this movie. Sorry to Bother You, Crazy Rich Asians, A Star is Born, Love, Simon, Black Panther. I forgot okay. about Love, Simon. Yeah, yeah, Love Simon. I think Love Simon's the, the kind of the it's kind of the dark horse here. It might it might take it because I know a lot of people enjoyed it at the time, but I feel like that was before any of the other movies came out as well. Agreed. So we will have to see. Um, the next category is biggest OMG moment. So this is a moment within a movie that it happened and you were just like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> Did you just go Trolls Two on us? <laughs> no, I just and that I just didn't me. That, Is that from Trolls Two? That's going to be the audio clip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, biggest OMG moment: the snap from Avengers: Infinity War, the nuclear explosion fake out from Mission Impossible: Fallout, the Indoraptor eats Wheatley's arm from Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. One guess on who nominated that one. <laughs> <laughs> Lindley. Because you even put the name in there. I'm like, what nerd remembers his name? <laughs> I don't remember any of the characters in this movie. No, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, when the Indoraptor eats that guy's arm off, he's like, uh, Wheatley. <laughs> I was like, why the hell do you know his name? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta study the lore. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> the Gundam reveal from Ready Player One. Gee, I wonder who nominated that one. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> to which I also had to explain <laughs> Lily was like, what the hell is a Gundam? And I was like, uh, it's one of my franchises. It's like anime. <laughs> she didn't. I added it in there. But yes, Mom, I didn't was, use such language on the podcast. It wasn't on the podcast. It was before the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I have to identity. redeem myself after my clip from last 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 episode. Oh, yeah. oh my god! I thought about it like as I was posting it. I was like, "Oh, her parents are gonna call her so fast. They're gonna be like you." We don't want you on that show anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Credence's identity revealed in Fantastic Beasts 2, Crimes of Grindelwald. 
And the last one is Bandersnatch is an actual game. It's so cool. It is. It's so it's cool. So and cool. and get this. Apparently you can play you can play Bandersnatch over and over again and mm-hmm. still not get every single uh ending. Oh my gosh, that's so much time. And and fun fact guys, sorry, I know we I know we're talking about the butterbowl, but also fun fact, everything like it your choices change every time you play it. Like as you go, like as you replay stuff, it changes very subtly. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Best we'll talk. unexpected hits. Venom. A star is born. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Bumblebee. Aquaman. Yeah, I agree with those. Yeah. My favorite category, best, oh yeah, that was a movie that came out this year, award. <laughs> <laughs> the Girl in the Spider's Web. Fifty Shades Freed. Tomb Raider. The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. <laughs> the Cloverfield Paradox. Maze Runner. The cu- the cure cure. What the hell is that, Stephen? The death cure. I didn't write that. The death cure. I didn't write How that. Did well, then who wrote it? it? You wrote that. I did not write it. Did not. I didn't write it. Well, someone here is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Maze Runner three, the movie that took like ten years to finish, um, because <laughs> Dylan O'Brien got hurt. Best Toe Tapper. So this is a movie with a stellar soundtrack. (laughs) I just love that this is our first choice. (laughs) Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. (laughs) Now, audience, please keep in mind, there was another another movie. And we let Lindley, we said, Lindley, which one should we take out? And she was like, begrudgingly, we should probably keep Mamma Mia. Here we go again. And I said, really? And it does have more songs that people, I guess, would recognize. But just know, audience, I don't know who saw this, but apparently a lot of people saw this and enjoyed it. I don't know. Just know, audience, if you vote for Mama T- Mamma Mia 2, I won't be mad, but I'll be disappointed. And we'll judge you. We'll judge you. <laughs> just for that, you know I'm what gonna they're going to do? Everyone. stats. I'm going to be looking at the stats, and if you vote for Mama Mia too, I'm, I'm going to call you out. Oh. Everyone's good. Everyone's going to vote for Mama Mia too now, and like one person is going to vote for like, I don't know. One person is going to be like Black Panther because I'm a really hardcore Kendrick Lamar fan. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but I, but I really wanted to vote for Mama Mia. <laughs> <laughs> it was a close second. That's uh, um, that's called toxic masculinity, right? <laughs> 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 Mary Poppins returns. Triple Little Light, fantastic. Triple Little oh, Light, so fantastic. it's such a good, it's such a good album. Uh, a Star Is Born. Black it's Panther. So good. Oh, that's good too. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 
Which, to be honest, I feel like the the movie soundtrack is better than like the songs inspired by the film. So good, especially Prowler's theme. If you haven't listened to it yet, listen to it. Oh, it is so good. Mm -hmm. And then the last but not least, now last year we paired up, because we talked about this. So the Butter Bowl was paired up with our March Movie Madness. So the big award, kind of like our Best Picture Award, was the winner and what their movie pick was, which was Lindley and Beauty and the Beast, I think it was. For... The Butterball? For, uh, uh, yeah, no, no, for the, um, uh, uh, March Movie Madness. March Movie Madness, yeah. Yeah, it was Beauty and the Beast. So Beauty and the Beast was technically our first, quote-unquote, Butterball Award-esque thing. Um, this year, we, of course, we did a little bit differently. We chose movies that actually did come out (laughs) during, during the year of the (laughs) Butterball, um, and so we have, we each nominated two, two movies, I'm not going to say who voted. I'm not going to say who put up which movies, but I feel based on who we are, if you've listened to the show, you can probably yep. guess who picked which movies. Like this one. Jurassic World, <laughs> Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> um, Lindley. That's awesome. I totally forgot about that Don't one. This one I feel could have been. This one could have been any. <laughs> this one could have been any one of us. Mary Poppins Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. The Favorite. Mm-hmm. A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. Gee, I wonder which one's gonna win. Yeah. Any one of these could win. You don't. <laughs> you don't know. We could have a whole lot of A Star Is Born fans come in and vote in the butter bowl and be like, nope, I want this to win. I want this to be the movie of the year for Popcorn Prattle. Um, well, you know what would be really cool, though, is if everyone voted for the favorite, hence making it, do it also do it, do it, the do it, favorite. Do it. Do it. That would be the best dad joke ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm voting for the favorite because it was my favorite. Y'all got really quiet. So anyways, yeah, so the <laughs> audience though, in all seriousness, we are so excited to to share the Butterbowl with you guys. We cannot wait for it. Um it premieres. So the Butterbowl uh, uh recording will be released the same weekend as um uh Oscar's weekend. Okay? So Please make sure that you uh, put it on your schedules, uh, tell your Amazon Echoes to remind you about the Butter Bowl coming up uh, because we'll po- we'll post it before the Oscars in the morning. Um, so like along with our Oscar picks and then that evening you can join me on Twitter and uh, I'll be live tweeting the show, probably get a couple of other film talk podcasts that also do a little drinking game. Um, and we make guesses on who wins. So it's a lot of fun for everybody. Um, if you are looking for a link to our ballots, um, which will be up sometime in the next week, um, it might be even up uh, when we post this episode. So make sure you keep an eye out for it. Um, check Hashtag it out on check Facebook. The 
check the social medias, check out the Facebook, check out Twitter, check out Instagram, check out the Facebook page. I'm sorry, Facebook group page. Um, if you are not a member of any of those, if you're not following us, what is your deal, yo? Go check us out, please. Because I guarantee you, you do not want to be the person who does not vote in the Butter Bowl, okay? Uh, guys, I've had a lovely time talking with y'all, but it is late. Um, but I still want to know if we want to keep the party going. Uh, Lindley, where can the folks at home reach you? Folks at home, you can mostly find me on Instagram at Little Lottie. That's L-O-T-T-I-E. <laughs> folks at home, uh, you can find my YouTube channel. Just type in Bailey's Film Workshop uh, and you can find my channel there on YouTube. And folks at home, you can always reach me on Twitter at Mark, M-A-R-C. Oh, Jesus wept. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, where can the folks at home find you? Oh my gosh, that scared the hell out of me. (laughs) Folks at home, you can also reach me at uh, Twitter, um, at Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Leroy, L-A-R-O-Y. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at the Mark Leroy. Um, check me out on Continuum Force. And also, I know we didn't put out an episode last week, but we're coming up with a new episode the following week uh, with Not So Famous with my boy Mitchell Hansen. What? What? Um, it's a variety show where you guys will have a lot of fun. We talk about politics. We talk about uh, comic books. We talk about everything um it's a little risque so maybe don't bring the kids um but of course if you're over the age of you know 16 you 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 should be fine because i know a lot of my students aren't gonna listen to me anyway and they're just gonna listen to it um so i think that is everything guys steven lindley are you ready for bed yes Excellent. So, audience, I leave you with this. From all of us to all of you, we wish you peace, love, and tranquility. You all take care now. Turn the beat.